Man, what the hell he know about basketball? Shit, he don't know a motherfucking thing about basketball. Do you see his Facebook posts? That nigga be wildin'. I swear to God, this nigga don't know what the fuck he be talking about. He be on that shit just saying anything. Hey, man, old heads are fucking retarded. Brian the GOAT? This nigga got Brian as the GOAT? <laughs> Yo, what's going on, world? It's your homeboy Cuff with the Pussy Anonymous Podcast. And I'm back with another one. Now, it's been a little minute, you know what I'm saying? But, um... Since I'm a part of three podcasts, I run two myself and then partner up with my girl for a true crime podcast. So, matter of fact, while y'all listening, go ahead and try uh, subscribe on YouTube and all podcast listening platforms to our true crime podcast, which is called Unusual Monsters. And then I have a relationship podcast that I also current, do uh, current events on that's called the Brain Surfing Podcast. But, uh, yeah, make sure y'all check all them out. But back to what y'all tuned in for. It is time for the NBA playoffs. And today, I'm going to run through the uh, first-round matchups. Now, I'm a little bit late. I think that the Philly game already ended. I haven't really looked at no stats or anything like that. If I'm being honest with you, I'm actually watching the Boston versus Atlanta series. And that's easy to admit because, I mean, come on now. We all know goddamn well Atlanta ain't got no chance in hell of winning no more than maybe one game in this motherfucker, right? So, with that being said, I'm going to start with the East. And uh, one and eight matchup for the East, we got the Milwaukee Bucks, we got the Miami Heat. I was one of the people who looked at Miami Heat a few years ago in the bubble, and I was like, before we knew they were going to the bubble, I predicted that they would uh, make it to the championship. Or I, I said they were the underdogs, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made it, and then they made it. So I guess I can't fully say I predicted it, but uh, I'm pretty sure no one else had that take. When it comes to this year, honestly, I had them higher than the AC. Um, y'all can go back and listen to old episodes to see what I had them ranked for the season. But uh, I'm not going to say that now because then y'all know I was wrong. So I'm not fucking with it. But, uh, yeah, I got Milwaukee running through these boys pretty easy. There's no answer well, you know what? They have the best type of defense still to, um, to face Giannis. But Milwaukee has grown even more as a team since years ago. So I really see no way in hell that um, Miami wins any more than one game. Now, they, 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 I can see them possibly winning the second game, like on some real shit. I can see it possibly happening. But the chances are slim to none, though. So I'm going to go ahead and say Milwaukee Bucks win that series 4-1. to one. Then we got the Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks. It's another one series where, I mean, it's always kind of the same thing, 1-8, 2-7. Those are series where we just know who's going to win those series. Like, it's not really much of a question, you know. Even though I think it was the Phoenix Suns were the 7th seed one year or the 8th seed one year. Or the Golden State. Ah. One of them teams were like the, the eighth or seventh seed that end up being either the number one or the number two seed in the West. Probably should do a little research that just came to my head. What I'm saying is not possible. It has actually happened before. But um, it ain't going to happen this year. I'll tell you that guy that much. So, yeah, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I'm sorry. I got the Boston Celtics beating the Atlanta Hawks. Let me, let me go a little bit more in depth. Okay, so for the Hawks, at this point, I feel like they should just let go of Trey Young and run the offense through Murray and go from there. Or 
you got to take the ball out of Trey Young's hand and use him more how to use Steph Curry. Like, I don't think Steph Curry would be as effective if he was in an offense that's like the Atlanta Hawks. If you change that offense up, which it's weird because they have guys over there that are from that Golden State Warriors lineage, but um, it's just not translating. So, yeah, if they could actually get Trey Young off ball, put the ball in Murray's hands more, I think that would be a better team. But right now, four minutes, 20 seconds left in the third quarter. They're down by 27 points. Before the game started, we all had Atlanta losing this shit. So, me knowing that right now really don't mean much of shit. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to move on to the Philadelphia 76ers versus the New York Knicks. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Hey, look, this is one of the years where Harden is, is a, oh, I'm sorry, where Joel Embiid is just going crazy. Like, Joel's going crazy, right? I don't see nobody stopping jo, jo, uh, Embiid throughout these playoffs. But even more, Brooklyn, they thin in the ass. Like, all they big men, they only got three guys who are 6'9 and taller. And one of those guys is exactly 6'9, and he is like a hundred and whatever pounds. He a little dude, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's actually a small forward. The Asian guy, I don't know how to say his name. One blah, 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 whatever his name. One blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to say his name, but that dude right there, uh, he's 6'9", he thin in the ass, like he ain't shit. Then you got Claxton over there, he like 6'11", thin as hell. They just thin all over the board, and with Philly having the most dominant post presence in the whole league, I mean, they have, they have no way of losing this series to a team that's so thin and have so little amount of star power like Brooklyn. So um, I don't know if I even said the prediction, but uh, Boston Celtics versus Atlanta Hawks, I got that 4-1. Trey Young will pull one off. And then uh, Philadelphia 76ers versus Brooklyn Nets. I can see Brooklyn getting two games, but now nah, you know what? I'm Because, I'm, yeah, I got I to gotta do it. I feel like Harden might have just two shitty-ass games that just give, you know, Brooklyn that light and they pull it out. So I'm gonna say Philly, Philadelphia 76ers beat the Brooklyn Nets 4-2 in that series. Now for the best series of the Eastern Conference uh, would be the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. I gotta say that um, I have no clue who gonna win this series. Now, New York is great at driving in addition to get those three-point shots, even though not as, they're not exactly a huge three-point shooting team like that, not necessarily. And then um, Cleveland, they're more of an ISO, pick-and-roll type team, you know, with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. I could see this series going either way, and I'm going to say that whoever wins this series, it will be in six or seven games. It won't be a short series. This might be the last series going on um, as we're advancing to the second round. So if I got to pick a team, this shit's hard, but I'm going to say I got the New York Knicks. I'm going to just say because they got Timberland. Nah, because Timberland be running his players into the dirt. Like by the time the playoffs start, the boys be banged up, short rotations, tired. I want to say New York in seven, but I'm going to say Cleveland in six. I got Cleveland winning that series 4-2.
Okay, so now I'm moving on to the Western Conference. Let me light my blunt real fast. Okay, so for the Western Conference playoff predictions, we got the Denver Nuggets as the number one seed in my hometown, Minnesota Timberwolves as the eighth seed. Before I jump into it, I got to say, man, watching the play-in game with the T-Wolves and the Lakers, that shit was the weirdest shit in the world for me. Every time a bucket got scored, I was fucking cheering, man. Like, I'm hometown team all day, but I'm LeBron James fan all day, so I'm back and forth like, oh, man, Lakers, you know, you got to put up a good game down at one point, damn near about 20. I'm complaining and mad and shit. Next thing you know, I'm happy because T-Wolves look good. Next thing you know, I'm mad again because T-Wolves came back. It looked like the Lakers from the choke. Next you know I'm happy because Lakers pulling away. Next you know I'm mad because Lakers don't choke the fucking shit off and now we in overtime. Like, this shit was a whole roller coaster ride for me. But now that we here, and hopefully we don't got to, uh, I had to do a little more, look into a little bit more, but hopefully we don't even see each other in the playoffs, like for real. Um, and at the end of the day, since I think that the Lakers have a better chance of advancing in the playoffs past the first, second round and actually making it to the conference finals, since I believe they have a better chance than the T-Wolves, I'd rather them had won that game. And that's what happened. So, I mean, that shit kind of worked out, whatever. And they both still in the playoffs. So, like, it couldn't have worked out better, honestly. Now, we got the Denver Nuggets as the number one seed. And my hometown, Minnesota Timberwolves, as the number eight seed. As crazy as it may sound, I actually think the T-Wolves could win this series. Hear me out. I said I actually think the T-Wolves could win this series. I'm not saying they're going to win it. You know, I have the Denver Nuggets winning this series 4-2. And that might sound a little crazy because it's like, yo, you just said you can see the T-Wolves winning this series, but in the same sense, your prediction is Nuggets 4-2. Well, the Nuggets are more of a veteran team. They have more of a veteran presence. They have more veteran guys to shit get a little rocky, to, like, calm everybody down. And they also, their two best players are better than, you know, our Minnesota Timberwolves' two best players. So I got to go with them. Even though the T-Wolves' defense is probably a little bit better than Nuggets' defense, and the T-Wolves' offense been looking good, put it like this. If the T-Wolves could actually come out and run the offense how they looked against the Lakers the majority of the game until the last quarter in overtime, if they could actually do that, <clears throat> then I could see the T-Wolves for real winning this series. Four, four or three, you know. But, it, you know, but since I don't see them being able to stay level-headed through, throughout and through in, I just don't see them, you know, having that, that veteran leadership to haul everybody down when someone may, you know, be losing track of what, whatever the mission is, doing a little bit too much, much ISO defense, whatever it may be. I don't think we have that presence. And with that being said, I got the Nuggets winning this series 4-2. to two. And then, of course, we got the Memphis Grizzlies against my boy LeBron James, my favorite player, uh, second favorite player of all time, which sounds crazy, coming number one favorite player of all time is Tracy McGrady. 
and he's not even like top 10 players all time period but just you know this shit I like to watch you know what I'm saying T-Mac my number one favorite player ever to watch all time LeBron being my second and LeBron is my favorite player all time period but I'm thinking like he might not be my second favorite player all time to even watch you know what I mean so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to actually do a list about that. That's the, I'm sitting here thinking about this shit. Like, there's some other guys that I would say I enjoyed watching more than LeBron. Like, honestly, uh, Steph Curry, possibly. But, yeah, back to, uh, back to the, the, the mission at hand. So, we got the Memphis Grizzlies as a number two seed and the Lakers as number seven seed. I can see it going either way, but i say this. If it gets to the point where the series is 2-2, 1-1, either or, I, fuck all that. I look at this series as going six games, if not seven. Whoever win this series is going to be close. It's not going to be like, you know what I mean? But in the crazy shit. But once again, the Lakers go up and down, up and down, up and down. You know what I mean? And I think if Memphis get that big lead, they'll be able to hold it. So Lakers won't be able to, you know, kind of be half-stepping throughout the first, second, and or third quarter. Like, you, they can't let up because Memphis won't. <clears throat> and then also another good thing about Memphis, I love the fact they got my boy Tyus Jones, hometown, hometown ball player. He's straight from here from Minnesota, so I, I definitely want to see him be successful. And he's a big reason why, you know, the Lakers, even more why Lakers are going to have trouble with this team. I say that because he's a consistent presence off the bench, and honestly, he could be a starting player on half the NBA teams in the league. So when he come out there and the production does not drop much, if at all, for um, Memphis, we're going to need someone from the Lakers to come in there and bring the same type of push. You know what I mean? Which I'm not sure if they have that with uh, Austin Reeves now being in the starting lineup. So, yeah, I'm going to say – Lakers win that series 4-3. It's going 7, if not 4-2, but I got Lakers winning that. Now, the Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors. This might be the best matchup on the Western Conference because there's some injuries and shit with the whole Clippers versus Suns because that's usually the best matchup 4-5 and five in the playoff series. 3-6 and six is probably the next best usually. But in this case, Eastern Conference this year, 4-5, and five, definitely best over there. But for the West, it got to be the Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors. Two high-powered offenses. Uh, the only difference is Golden State can actually lock down at times. The Kings have no defense. But will they be able to outscore Golden State? Now, it's possible. And they also got the home court. So the Kings have the home court advantage. And they're going to put up points. So when Steph Curry sit down... When Klay Thompson might be a little off, the one thing that, that we know the Kings will do is score points, even though Golden State has great defense. They have good defense. But one thing that we could assume the Kings are going to do is score points, even when their, uh, their main scores are on the bench. Can Golden State keep up with that? Andrew Wiggins is back. He ain't played in forever. It might take him a game or two to get in the rhythm because even though he's not a big option for them on offense. I don't think they use it nearly enough. <clears throat> he's going to have to get his rhythm back and eventually they're going to have to use him. So he's going to be a big part of their, their uh, success. And overall, you know how bad I want to say the Kings going to win this series because of the, 
the whole motherfucker, the whole court advantage, Wiggins just coming back. Golden State might not be able to keep up with them in points. I hate being wrong, and I got to go with that veteran team. Is Are the Kings ready to perform like that in the playoffs? I don't know, but I, I got a little more faith to go to State, even though outside of their main guys, they got a bunch of young guys who are going to have to step up and perform in ways they never have, in games they've never been in also. You know what? I'm going to go out on the ledge, man. I'm going to go out on the ledge. I'm going to say... Ah, uh, it's so hard to say. I want to say Kings win this shit 4-3. But in a game seven, though, like, the Golden State, all right, well, with that being said, here we go. Here's my prediction, man. I got the Golden State Warriors beating the Sacramento Kings 4-3. I'm going to say 4-3. I'm going to show a little faith in the Kings, say 4-3, although I really believe it's going to be 4-2. But I'm going to give it to Golden State 4-3. So I'm moving on. We got So moving on, we got the Phoenix Suns in their new edition, Kevin Durant versus the Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi over there going crazy and Paul George unfortunately hurt. This would have been the best first round matchup of all of the um, NBA playoff matchups this year. This first round would have been the best one. But Paul George being out changes the whole dynamic. If Paul George was healthy, i go with the Clippers, hands down, because I don't think the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns team has enough defense. They don't have enough size, rim protection, rebounding, and depth. The team just isn't deep. Along with other things. Pause. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think the Phoenix Suns would beat the Clippers if the Clippers were at full strength. Now, with that being said, Paul George will not be playing. So, I'm a little shaky about this one. I remember I seen a game earlier this season where Kawhi Leonard had a game winning shot and he tried to ISO. And uh, it, it reminded me of when LeBron James go ISO. They don't really got moves like that. It looked a little... You know, Kawhi got a good mid-range game, but what they, what they did was they cut the whole mid-range off so he couldn't get to them spots. And when they, when they did that, he was just confused. He didn't know what the fuck to do. Ended up making a late pass. No, he ended up throwing a shot up, but he didn't even think to pass it because in his head, if he's the go-to guy for the game when the shot, he ain't seeing nothing else. He ain't that type of guy. So he ended up forcing the shot up. They ended up losing, uh, they ended up, uh, losing the game. Yeah, they lost the game. And I got the laugh on my little Facebook sports group chat. For a couple of days. But um, yeah, I look at I look at the Clippers team. I like the Clippers team. Hello 3 and D. They got a bunch of wings. They got Kawhi. They got a nice squad over there. Russ alone will lose a game or two for them. You know what I'm saying? So this one hard. It can go either way. But Phoenix is offense and they have no Paul George. Kawhi don't got the defense he used to. I wanna say that Phoenix will win this 4-2. Maybe even 4-3. Because at the end of the day, Clippers do have everything. They're just missing Paul George, but they do have everything that they need to win a playoff series. But uh, my final prediction, I'm going to have to say, 
Chris Paul, injury prone ass, Kawhi injury prone. He might get hurt before this series is done. Ah, shit. I'm just saying, you know what, KD, you got no choice but to win. You can't lose in the first round. Like, you got too much shit going on. People look at you crazy already. KD will make sure that Phoenix Suns win this first round matchup. And he's also injury prone. God damn. I already took a chance of one of our predictions, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to get two of them wrong. Like, fuck. Man, it's a hard one. All right, you know, I'm going to toss this one up. I'm going to say it like this. Depending on how this series go, I'm going to say Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, no Paul George come back, and, and uh, Russ is the Russ I'm expecting him to be. You know, well, close games, he'll end up losing one or two for you. With all that happening, KD stay healthy. Russ lose a game or two for, um, for the Clippers. I say, this, I say that the Suns win 4-2. Now, if Russ is getting benched in those huge moments, and the coach actually does that for real, like it's a consistent thing going on where Russ may not barely play in the fourth, or he's just getting benched for those big moments where it's like, okay, we can't have him out here to fuck it up. If that happens, then I could definitely see the Clippers winning this series 4-3. And with that being said, I'm wrapping it on up. It's your homeboy Cuff with the Chris Anonymous podcast. Appreciate you stopping by. Lastly, I will be adding my predictions from earlier this year as far as MVP, six man, most improved player, coach of the year, defensive player. My opinion on most of them shits have changed, but I'm going to attach them to this episode just so we can see how off or on I was. Now, as far as the awards for this season, I go through four of them real quick. Sixth man of the year, I had somebody else, uh, Jordan Clarkson. I was going to get up to him, but he's a starter now that Utah trade Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert and all them. So I'm going to give it to Russ now. He came off the bench looking great. I figure he might keep that up. I'm going to get up to Russ. Nice little spark. Without him, they wouldn't have any wings probably. So I'm going to get up to Russ as far as sixth man of the year. Most improved player. Utah Jazz's very own Laurie Markman. He been killing. He been good for the Bulls and everything. He had a little bit of injury issues, you know what I'm saying? Um, He wasn't in the lineup consistently because of other players they had, but he's proving himself now. He looked great over there. Defensive player of the year, huh, go, Burr. You're not getting it, Rudy. Nah, this is not going to happen this season, bro. We're going to get that to Giannis. And that's only because, like, they don't really give it to guards like that no more. It's going to be somebody who's big and protect the rim and can guard multiple positions. And it's just Rudy and Giannis is like the only two guys that I see getting that. Now, there's, you know what, I'm lying. There's other people too. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Giannis. And then moving on, I got the MVP either being Steph Curry or Joel Embiid. I say Steph Curry because even though they might be a mid-seed, a mid-seed they got a super young team. Clay don't look like Clay. If he can still get them to that, you know, a mid-seed, you know, 6-seed, 5-seed, 4-seed with the team they got, got to give them kudos for that. And um, the same thing goes for Embiid. Their team support system and the other superstar, James Harden, they ain't looking all that great. So if Embiid can keep that team up there, you know what I'm saying, one of them, you know, 5th, 4th, 3rd seed team, which I don't, honestly, I don't got neither one of them teams being 5th seed or higher, but if they can pull that off, and I'm wrong about the seeding, 
I can, it got to be one of those two for MVP. It damn sure won't be Russ. It won't be LeBron. It's not going to be Giannis again or uh, 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 what's the boy's name? Uh, Jokic. I just don't see it being anybody that. You know what? I, I, I wanted to put, I wanted to put John Morant. I did. I really did. And I honestly think there's a possibility. But uh, yeah, I'm going with either Giannis or Steph Curry for the MVP of this season. Yo, and real quick, I'm adding this to the episode. I know I picked, um, was it Giannis for defensive, defensive player of the year? I'm tripping. I actually want to go with his teammate, and that's uh, Brooke Lopez. I got him work winning defensive player of the year. So, yeah, mark that.